We are now in the, our, as we continue in our topical and our series in uh, certain issues, especially in the book of Genesis. We actually completed the whole Genesis, our study in the book of Genesis sometime this year, but we wanted to go back to certain passages and give emphasis on truths and of issues na kailangan po nating maintindihan at kailangan natin malaman. And so for tonight, we'll be talking about sex. Specifically, sex in a sex-crazed world. Isa po sa mga regrets ko, one of my regrets in life is that I have learned about sex outside church. Meaning, uh, wala pong nagturo sa akin uh, within the church or hindi ko po natutunan within the church yung patungkol po sa issue at sa topic na ito. And so I, 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 I got my, my, my knowledge uh, well outside the Bible. And uh, it's just by the grace of God that later on in my life, when I came to know Christ more in a real, in an authentic, and in a personal way, when I was able to read the Bible and really learn more about what the Bible says, particularly about sex, I am thankful for that opportunity that I can learn now from the Word of God. And so it is our prayer, it is the, the prayer of the church and the leaders of this church that we will learn about this issue, this topic within the church. And uh, we have small children here and we have the parents. And so please, parents, uh, continue to reinforce this. Uh, don't allow your children to learn sex outside the church or outside the word of God. Uh, sex is important. Next slide, please. In fact, God designed sex in marriage to be a blessing. That's the first principle that I want us to learn. Sige po, sabay-sabay. Basahin po natin to ulit. Let us uh, read this all together. Sabay-sabay po. One, two, three, go. God designed sex in marriage to be a blessing. Yes, God is, is, is the designer. He did not only institute marriage, but He also designed sex in marriage. So that this act in marriage will be a blessing. It would be a blessing to the husband. It, it, it would be a blessing to the wife. And uh, yes, it's, it's biblical. So... There were there are times or there were times in in my personal life that I I saw this as something that is something that is parang awkward uh, and uh, this is something na parang ang hirap i-discuss no uh, something na hindi masyado tayong comfortable na pag-usapan ito especially sa parents to their children and children to their parents and uh, I'm not 
sure with you, pero I had a conservative parents as well. And uh, not to blame them, but uh, just to share with you na yung parents ko were not able to talk this with me. And uh, they were not able to comfortably share these things to me in a personal way. And so, uh, yun nga, I learned this outside. And uh, it's, it's parang, ano, parang yun yung isa sa mga regrets ko. Have I learned this according to the, the word of God? Then siguro nag-iba yung perspective ko during that time. It just so happened that uh, the Lord is good and gracious in my life that uh, I was able to relearn and learn those things and learn from His word. And so God designed this in marriage to be a blessing. The problem is that when sin entered sa, sa tao into the world, no, it destroyed yung, yung sanctity, yung holiness nung act na ito. Next slide, please. And so, there has this, they, 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 it, it came to a point na people misused sexual expression because of sin. Ano, nagkaroon ng misuse, nagkaroon ng abuse. Uh, and this became the greatest social problem throughout the history. It started sa time pa ni Adam at ni Eve. Nag-continue yan kay Noah. In fact, yun yung reason why the Lord allowed this great flood to happen because of sexual immorality. And it continued from the Old Testament even to the New Testament. Ganyan po yung, ganyan po yung sakop niyan. Hindi po ito bago. It has been a problem since the world or since, uh, well, sin entered the world. It resulted to unwed teenage pregnancies. So ito yung mga uh, effects, yung mga consequences of um, the misuse of sexual expression unwed. And then teenage pregnancies. I'm sure, siguro marami tayong kilala, marami tayong kakilala who basically experience consequences of, of this. And uh, we are now experiencing the highest rise in terms of sexual transmitted diseases or HIV or AIDS-related diseases. Uh, tumataas po, ng tumataas every year. If you go to the statistics ng DOH, um, sad to say, dito po sa ating region, in Region 5, tumaas na rin po tayo, isa na po tayo sa top 5 HIV. Well, siguro dahil sa maraming naging aware about this condition and so uh, mas maraming naging conscious at mas naging effective yung ating screening process or it could really be because of misuse of sexual expressions sexual expression. And then, it also resulted to broken families. Broken families. 
fathers who became involved with an extramarital affair or affairs. Or nalilang father, minsan pati mother din. Uh, as in some cases, and it resulted to broken families, broken relationships. No? Even in Christian families, sad to say, if you go to the uh, Christian literatures, Christian statistics, you can find this. And you, you, it's not surprising, no? walang immunity, even sa mga pastors, even sa mga church leaders. Siguro nga, mas mataas pa yung, yung, ano, yung, yung temptation sa mga church leaders. And so, walang exemption dito. Lahat tayo are exposed and are at risk. It resulted to murder. Yung mga illicit affairs. Uh, dahil sa selos or dahil sa extramarital love affair. Na, na pinatay yung asawa or pinatay yung... Uh, yung third party, etc. It resulted to abortions because of the misuse of sexual expression and also suicide. That's why as a church, it is important to know this. It's important to really discuss this. And uh, as parents as well, it's important for us as parents to be able to teach our children and share this to our children in view of what the scripture says about it. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, the Apostle Paul will enumerate for us the sins and he would give us the top three sins. He started with immorality, with impurity, and with sensuality. Galatians 5.19 Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, talking about sexual immorality, impurity, talking about sexual impurity, and sensuality, talking about sexual sensuality. And then in verse 20, he would uh, enumerate other sins, idolatry, sorcery, Enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like this. But he started with this top three. And bottom line, sexual immorality is number one in those lists. In that list. And uh, one more thing misuse of sexual expression led our generation to have this idea that sex is just casual. Nawala na po yung sanctity, nawala na po yung holiness, nawala na po yung, yung biblical perspective on sex. And it became so casual that Marketers, next slide, would sell their products using sex. And because sex sells, according to marketers, in a matter of speaking, we are bombarded with media giving hints or sometimes explicit ideas about this from siguro, ano ba, motorcycles, mga advertisements on motorcycles 
on liquors or beer. Siguro kasama na dyan yung mga cellphones, yung mga household products, yung mga services. Just watch yung mga commercials sa TV. O kaya yung kung may mga Facebook accounts kayo, it became so casual na it will be in our newsfeed. Subtly, you know, parang, parang uh, andun lang siya, very casual. Sometimes it pops out out of nothing. Oh, and then, andun na tayo. Pornography and uh, media has bombarded us, especially with the advent of social media. It's so easy to access pornography. That's why it's very important for us as a church and as parents to, to, to protect our children. Diba? Mas mahirap na matutunan nila ito outside okay? kesa yung sa atin nila mismo ito matututunan. And uh, we live in a sex-crazed world. The idea and the curiosity of sex entertains it appeals to our flesh and uh, gives vicarious pleasure. It gives imaginative pleasure. It gives an alternative pleasure. Yun po yung nakakatakot in our times today. The world projects sex in an unbiblical and sometimes perverted manner. So that when we watch this films, these movies, if you are into Netflix, or if you are into YouTube, if we watch this and we are not careful, we will learn sex using wrong lenses, unbiblical, and in a perverted manner. Kaya nga po, importante na pag-usapan natin to ngayong gabi and uh, it's also important to discuss this. We want to develop families that are grounded on the scripture in every aspect of life, especially in this area. Why? Next slide. The Bible shows that sex is God's design. It is God who created us. It is God who created our bodies including the organs that we have, including the reproductive and the sexual organs, including the attachments of these reproductive organs to our nervous system, to our cardiovascular system. So I'm speaking to you right now, not only using a hat of a pastor, but also of a doctor. So medically speaking, God created us with these organs for a purpose. And the Bible shows that it is God's design. And it is meant, listen to this, to be enjoyed within marriage. It is meant to be enjoyed within the bounds of marriage. However, there are certain religious teachers who have 
demonized sex altogether. What do they say? They say that it is only meant for procreation. And so we are not to, to enjoy it because it is only meant for procreation. You cannot do it if your intention is not to procreate. Well, basically, it's unbiblical. And on the other extreme, it is purely for selfful interests. We are careful in those two extreme ideas because God instituted this act of marriage within the bound of marriage for enjoyment and also for procreation. And so the idea of these extreme teachings or views are wrong. In fact, the Bible particularly the book of Hebrews, said that marriage bed is holy. Meaning, it should be set apart. It should be exclusive within the bounds of marriage. Next slide. In Proverbs, particularly Proverbs chapter 5, verses 18 to 19, you might want to, to check this, this passage out. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 18 to 20. This written here in NASB. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. The writer of this wisdom book is not talking about a literal fountain where there is water coming out from a sprinkle or a sprinkler. But figuratively speaking, he, it, it talks about sexual fountain. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. Verse 19, as a loving hind and a graceful doe, let her breasts satisfy you at all times. Be exhilarated always with her love. There's no talk here about procreation. So when the book of Proverbs is telling men to be satisfied, it talks about that sensual, that, that physical pleasure or satisfaction with the breasts, not of other women, but of their wife. Songs of Solomon's. You might want to also study this. Kung hindi nyo pa po nababasa yung Song of Solomon's, uh, be, be ready. It's an R or X-rated book. It's descriptive. It talks about intimacy. The writer, uh, perhaps Solomon, because his name is there with his first wife. And in that book, he would descriptively write and share with us yung kanilang relationship as husband and wife. So, baka matapos nyo kaagad yung Song of Solomon's 
bukas lang basahin nyo, mamaya basahin nyo. It's good to read this and uh, it's quite descriptive. And uh, if you, especially if you study it carefully, it talks about marriage, it talks about courtship, it talks about the relationship between the king and his wife within the bounds of marriage. The Bible speaks of it. And so we go to the principles. God fashioned woman from the rib of man. He made the woman out of the rib of man. In our passage that was read to us a while ago, as the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place, and the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. God fashioned woman from the rib of man. So what does that imply? It signifies a strong sense of union. Unity. Very big deal kay God yung unity. Yung unity ng mind, yung unity ng heart, at saka yung unity ng ating spirit. Yun yung, yun yung isa sa mga themes ng Bible. Yung unity ng pag-iisip natin, yung ating pagsasalita, yung emotions natin, and at the same time, yung ating spirit. Now, when sin entered man, it destroyed this unity, this harmony. Nasira po yon. Kaya uh, we have this disunity in our thoughts, in our words, and also in our actions. And uh, God wants us to be reconciled with Him. God wants us to be united to Him in our thoughts, in our hearts, and also in our spirit. This taking out of flesh from Adam to create Eve has something to do with union. It has something to do also with identity and belongingness. That this woman that God made exclusively, she belongs to me. Exclusively. And so, when we enter into marriage, we have supposedly given up yung idea that our physical flesh, our bodies, our minds, our spirit can still be shared to others. Because in the sanctity, in the holiness of marriage, where there is oneness of the mind, body, and spirit of the husband, and the mind, body, spirit of the wife, there should be exclusivity, there should be union, there should be oneness, there should be identity and belongingness. And so it must not be, he or she must not be shared with others anymore. It has something to do with a strong sense of union, identity, and belonging which always increases the level of intimacy. Ibig sabihin po, the more that we spend 
time, the more that we spend moments with our wife or with our husband, ang result po nun should be a stronger sense of union, a stronger sense of identity, a stronger sense of belongingness, which ang result niya should increase yung level ng intimacy. Hindi po yung level ng brokenness and the separation. This sense of union, identity, and belonging is not automatic, by the way. It doesn't work. It doesn't work na, na automatic. It takes time. Diba? Parang ano din yan? Parang pagkakaibigan. Hindi, hindi, hindi porket magkapitbahay kayo, automatic best friends na kayo kaagad. It would take efforts. It would take time, bonding, communication, sharing of thoughts, kwentuhan, experiencing things together that will, that, that should make and progressively develop the relationship. Kaya nga, supposed to be po yung marriage dapat nag increase yung level ng intimacy from day one that you were married up to the present. Hindi ho siya uh, decrease yung level ng intimacy. So how do we apply this? Next slide, please. Sex is holy within marriage. Na-establish na, na, na po natin ito. Within the bounds of marriage, it is holy. It is part of God's design. So we must celebrate it. We must practice it. And we must praise God for it. But stay within its boundaries. Yun po yung premise doon. Sex is good within the bounds of marriage. And so if you want to experiment, it's okay. If you want to be more adventurous within the bounds of marriage, it's okay. Pag nyo lang i-share. Kasi pag i-share nyo na, medyo awkward na, no? Alam nyo po, ganito yung idea, no? Yung husband, like me, I, I spend my time with patients, looking after patients, doing surgery. I spend my time teaching my students. I spend time talking to people. My wife as well. My wife spends her time with our kids. She spends her time with her friends. She spends time with strangers, with other people. And so we share those moments with others. But in the room, within the bounds of marriage, there is this sense of union and identity and belongingness where the husband and the wife will feel more secured, will feel more loved as they share this intimacy together only with God seeing them. And so it becomes holy. It becomes set apart so that our time 
which is shared with others, is now exclusively set apart with our spouse so that in the, in the, within the bounds of marriage, our level of relationship, intimacy, strengthens. So, friends, brothers, sisters, avoid casual sex. Especially for the youth, for those who are yet to marry, avoid casual sex or sex outside marriage. What happens if you share your body to another person outside marriage? Because there is no commitment, because there is no covenant, and you're giving away your mind, your thoughts, your, your body. And then the relationship gets broken, like split, like break. It's difficult to retrieve that part of you again. So when you enter into another relationship, because part of you has been taken away from you, this relationship now, the foundation will be guilt and shame. That's where the problem starts. So, brothers, sisters, avoid sex outside marriage. I'm talking about premarital sex. That's sex outside marriage. Or sex with others. Make sure you get married to the opposite sex. Because it's not God's design. enjoy sex with the same gender. It is meant to be enjoyed with the opposite sex. Nakalagay po dyan, human. Uh, don't, don't be shocked if you go to the Mosaic law, the law of Moses. You would talk about a particular law on having sex with animals. It is known as, in medical terms, zoophilia. Zoo, from the word zoo, 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 meaning animal. Or sometimes it is also known as bestiality, from the word beast. Now, bestiality. And don't be shocked if you read it in the Exodus, in Leviticus, that the law of Moses prohibits this particular act because it has been there since the time of Moses, and also sex with someone who is alive. Because there is such a thing as necrophilia, gaining sexual pleasure from sexual acts with a dead person or a dead body. Baka pervert, no? Pero it's also in the Mosaic law. It's prohibited. There's a punishment for those who will be caught in the act of doing this against or, or with an animal or with a dead person. Now in our time today, talking of AI or artificial intelligence, we now have the robots to serve as 
voice. AI. You're in this age where someone can gain sexual pleasure from machines, from robots. So brothers and sisters, let us make this solemn commitment to God to only have sex in marriage. Have a biblical perspective of sex. Now, maybe you are here tonight and uh, you have fallen. You have committed sexual immorality in the past. God's grace is available for you today. It is available. His grace is available to you today. All we need to do is to humble ourselves, ask the Lord to purify our thoughts, to purify our bodies, to purify our mind, and to renew our mind. So that our mind, body, and spirit will be that of a virgin again. Can we just at this point bow down our heads and uh, close our eyes? I also close my eyes as a sign of respect because this is between you and God, this is between me and God, this is between us and the Lord. If you're here tonight, and you have committed this immorality, this sin, God is gracious. He doesn't want you to live in guilt or in shame. Ask for forgiveness and ask the Lord to purify your thoughts, your mind, your bodies. If you have been involved in pornography, ask for God's forgiveness. If you're involved in purify your thoughts, if you're involved in sex outside marriage, and you're living in shame and you're living in guilt, Perhaps you have been offended. Perhaps you have been abused in the past. Come to the Lord. Ask the Lord for cleansing, for purification. As you receive God's forgiveness, as you receive God's affirmation that you are cleansed, that you are renewed and made whole again. Ask the Lord to give you strength, give us wisdom to be aware, to be careful, to be able to avoid to fall again to the enemy's temptation, to the enemy's trap, and to this sin. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Second point. Next, please. God presented the woman to Adam. He said that she is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. In verse 22, the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And perhaps for Adam, Eve was the most beautiful of all God's creation. Shalang naman yung babae during that time. His statement reflected a warm welcome and a recognition of God's masterpiece. Another kind, yet the same kind. Another kind. Nakakausap niya, nakakakwentuhan niya. Yet the same, yet of another kind. A kind that is like him, who reflects the image of God, yet different in the physical perhaps in mind and perspective as well. And uh, Next slide, please. For married couples, we are to grow in integrity in all possible areas. Spiritually, purpose, vision, heart, appreciation, respect, affection, affirmation, recognition, roles, communication. Let me just focus on growing on sexual pleasure. Next slide. What sex means to a man? So, uh, consider this as a pre-marriage counseling for those who are planning and praying to get married. And for those who had an unbiblical view of sex, consider this as a form of encouragement and teaching so that we will get to understand better. And so, what is sex to man? Let's, let's, let's look at these uh, points that were given to us by a writer in, his, in, in a book entitled The Act of Marriage, uh, written by Tim LaHaye. So we recommend this book, uh, especially if you're planning to get married, uh, you read this book. So he says there, it satisfies his sex drive. So for a man, this act satisfies his sexual drive. Nasa satisfy yung, yung, yung drive niya. Second, it also, next slide, fulfills his manhood. Yung pagkagawa po kasi sa lalaki, yung hormones called testosterone no, are meant to uh, drive yung, yung man into to work, to be able to focus, to be able to do things that, that, that man needs to do. And this is attached to his sexuality. And so whenever a, a man... Uh, meets yung kanyang needs in, in the context of sex, it satisfies his sex drive and it fulfills his manhood. So kahit mag-fail pa daw ang lalaki sa business, mag-fail siya sa trabaho niya, mag-fail siya sa career niya, pero victorious siya sa kanyang sexual life 
mas importante yon. Pero kung victorious siya sa ibang aspects ng buhay niya, yet he would fail in sex, his world will crush. That's why it's important for man to be satisfied in this area. It fulfills his manhood. Next po, it also enhances his love for his wife. It enhances his love for his wife. Kasi po, ang person who is able to satisfy the sexual needs of a man, yung lalaki, nas na-attach siya lalo dun sa person na yun. Kaya nga, dun pumapasok yung problema ng adultery. Kapag ka yung, yung wife is unable to meet and satisfy yung need na to ng lalaki, ang tendency niya is to look for this on someone else. And so when he gets this from another woman, nag-shift yung kanyang affection towards that person. At yun po yung nagiging problem at cause ng broken relationships. Now, in, in the context of marriage, as they are both involved in this act of union, it enhances his love for his wife. Next po, it reduces friction in the home. Studies have shown that men whose sexual drives or, or, or needs are unmet, they become more irritable. So, it creates friction at home. Now, a man is able to release yung kanyang need, no? yung kanyang uh, drive, and yung kanyang hormones. It calms yung kanyang nerves. And it reduces yung wives ng ulo. So for the wives, please understand that biologically speaking, males, yung tinatawag po na sperm, are generated every two to three days. And biologically speaking, the man must be able to release this well, there are many ways. It could be through night sensual dreams. And so sometimes they are able to release during that time. Or it could be according to their own ways, selves. But the, the best way for men to be able to release this is with another person through his wife. Now, next slide. How about for the woman? Oh, tayo naman mga guys. What is sex to a woman? It also fulfills her womanhood. Because women are also created with this need. They also have reproductive organs. Next slide. And so, it also reassures her of her husband's love. Uh, there are also many cases that have been studied that women who, are, who have these unmet needs 
they, by their husbands, they felt unloved by their husbands. Third, next please, uh, in terms of love, they need companionship love. Companionship. So, hindi lang po to just for the sake of the act. They, they need companion. They, they need, they need uh, courtship. So, yung intimacy, it doesn't start sa room or in the bed. It starts in the morning when we wake up. We, we serve our, our, our spouse, our wives. We talk to them. No, not because we want something later, but because sincerely, we, we want them to feel loved. And it will be natural for them to reciprocate that love. Next slide. They also need compassionate love. Next four, and romantic love. Women are romantics. They need soft music, they need soft lights, they, they, they need uh, this, this date, no? and, uh, and this romantic ambiance, unhurried romantics. Unlike sa mga lalaki, we're direct to the point, you want to have it immediately and we'll tapos na kaagad, no? They, they, they want holding hands. They, they, they want romance. Next po, next po. They also need passionate love. So consider this whenever you practice this within the bounds of marriage. Next slide. It satisfies also her sex drive. They also have hormones, by the way, called estrogen and progesterone. The, prob the, the difference is sa mga babae po, it's more of periodical. Periodic. No? Periodic. Ibig sabihin, hindi siya, hindi siya continuous. Hindi siya kagagaya sa lalaki. Dapat regular. Sa kanila, it's more of periodic. And they need also to be satisfied. Next slide. And they, it also relaxes their nervous system. So, because uh, our reproductive organs are connected to our endocrine organs and to our nervous system. And depriving. No? In fact, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, as we go to the application, diba? Sabi doon, for married couples, next slide po, grow in intimacy in all possible areas. Understand the phases of life and adjust to it. Do not deprive one another. In the context of, of, of sensuality, in 1 Corinthians 7, 5, the Apostle Paul will talk about not depriving each other this particular need. You can do this if you will spend time in prayer. No, but after prayer, you go back to it so that Satan, the enemy, will not tempt you. So, meron po tayong dawn prayer dito every second and fourth Saturday. So after prayer, you go back to it. Don't deprive one another. Understand the phases of life. Kasi po, bawat stage ng life, merong iba't-ibang 
changes physically and sexually. So iba po yung, yung needs during the, the early years ng marriage, wala pang anak. And then later on, when they, they have their first child, second, third, fourth, it, it changes along the way. Especially pag menopause na. Now, with these areas, we don't have time to discuss this uh, in detail, but if you want to seek counseling, we want to help. There are, there are medically speaking, different ways to be able to satisfy the husband or the wife's needs in the different phases, areas, stages in their life. Whether it's premenopausal, whether it's perimenopausal, or even if it's postmenopausal. And then third, we will end with this. God's will for man is to enjoy sex with his wife. And also for the wife to enjoy this with, his, with her husband. This may lead to the multiplication of humankind, yes. Or it may also simply for physical pleasure. Yet, hindi ho ito exclusively within marriage. Hindi ho ito ginagawa outside marriage. It should be within. Can we all say within marriage? One, two, three, go. Within marriage. Within marriage, sexual pleasure is okay with God. So don't be guilty. Don't be ashamed. Please do not demonize with it with unbiblical perspectives because it is good and it is holy within marriage. Now, so for singles who are here tonight, next slide, be reminded that there is also a gift called single blessedness. So if that is for you, then don't commit premarital sex or sex outside marriage. Be prepared for it. It's difficult. It's hard. But by the grace of God, the Lord can help you. Now, if you believe that you don't have this gift of God and, and you want, you desire to be married, then focus on spiritual growth at this point. Ang problem kasi po natin, which was also my problem before, is ang, ang idea is who, 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 who. Sino, hindi yung, which will lead to who, 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 by the way. Uh, sino, sino, sino ba, sino ba, ganyan, no? Sino, si, sino ba, si, si, sino, do? who, W-H-O. Which will end up, perhaps later, H-U na lang, who, 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 no? Yun yung, yun yung idea kasi natin. Sino ba? Sino ba? We, we focus on that rather than focusing on the what and the how. Ang tendency natin, sino, 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 instead of focusing on the how can I prepare myself. Or an, ano ba dapat yung, yung standard, yung biblical standard for a husband or for a wife. So, instead of looking for someone with these standards, why not prepare ourselves, yourselves, to be the best spouse under God's rule and be sensitive to the Spirit's leading? And while waiting for that someone, 
especially if you are a woman who is romantic, was waiting for that Prince Charming, which is, by the way, is a fairy tale because there's no perfect husband and there's no perfect wife and there's no happily ever after while waiting for that person, that someone that God has chosen and made specifically and exclusively for you as well, get premarital counseling. Read books on this. Learn. Be discipled. Find a, a coach, a mentor on these things. Talk to us as your pastors. We are very much willing to, to help you and give you wise counsel so that when that day comes, you are not only prepared, you're not only uh, ready, you're not only knowledgeable, you have biblical wisdom perspective with regards to sex. And so it is our prayer that we will grow in this aspect, we will, we will mature in this aspect, and we will develop families that are strong. Kaya nga, napag-usapan namin as leaders, as pastors, uh, especially when we counsel, when we ask you, na yung mga dinidisciple namin, how are you? Especially if you're married, it includes this. It's not only how are you financially, how are you with your work, how are you with your career, it's also how are you in this aspect. Because this is important. And so, let us have a biblical perspective of this wonderful gift and blessing that God has given in the bounds of marriage. Shall we all stand at close in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you because you have given us the Bible as a manual for human behavior. And we can understand one another. And we, can, we are able to express love and care, our emotions, our bodies, biblically and authentically as we follow and obey your design for sex. It is our prayer that for every families, for every husband and wife, that we will grow in this aspect of intimacy exclusively with our spouses because this is your design because, because this is what you want for us because you have a blessing within the bounds of marriage through this act for those Lord who are still single would you protect them from the temptation, from this sin? Because we know that for every sin, there is a consequence. There is this separation. There, is, there would be guilt and shame as a consequence of sin. And so Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
in us, working through us. Protect each and every one from this sin, from this temptation. And as we go out from this place, may we be able to glorify you in this area of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.